Retro Anime. How did we find it? How does it hold up? Unpacking the ins and outs of being an old school nerd, and proving that 80s kids can't remember a damn thing right. These are the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd. Welcome to Mindless Midlife Musings of the Anime Nerd. I'm Rick, and I'm joined by the rest of our panel, Vic, Brian, and Lynette. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. In this episode, we take a trip into the dark world of the Eastern occult, demons, gods, and the undead. Today, we're talking 3 by 3 eyes 3 by 3 eyes is a two-part OVA series based on the Japanese manga written and illustrated by Yuzo Takada. Released in 1991 and 1995, respectively, and covering the storyline up to about volume 5 of the manga. Uh, the series was produced by Toei Animation and its subsidiary Studio Junior. The first OVA released four episodes between July 91 and May 92, where the second OVA, titled 3x3i's Legend of the Divine Demon, continues the story, with a total of three episodes released between July 95 and June 96. So the first OVA uh, was originally dubbed and distributed by uh, Streamline Pictures. Everybody who grew up in our era, they remember Streamline. They dubbed mostly everything back then. And the second OVA was originally dubbed and distributed by Manga, which is kind of like an evolution of Streamline. Um, that's neither here nor there. So in 2001, the two OVAs were re-released in the U.S. by Pioneer, who, of course, decided to do an all-new English dub. And that gets us to today, where we have all recently re-experienced three by three eyes. Well, mostly at least. <laughs> and I, I think I think the first thing I gotta ask is, is it three by three eyes, or is it three times three eyes, or is it three x three, three, three eyes? eyes. You know what? I don't know. Is the, I've been calling it three by three eyes since nineteen ninety whatever. And I don't know, <laughs> so I could be saying it wrong this entire episode. So here's my problem. You think three by three eyes, you're gonna see multiple eyes, but you only saw one set of three by three eyes. Everybody else had two. <laughs> well, no, there was a giant statue that had a third. Mm-hmm. It was, but, but nobody living. There was no living object with a third eye, yes, I know. Nobody living. Why did they call it three by three eyes? They could have called the whole series Triclops. And now, now, just, let's go get our, go get our life. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know because we've never read the manga. Right. And I have <sighs> no intention of, of, like Brian says, doing the homework on this one. Uh, <laughs> just want to revisit the anime. Lynette? Yes. This was, this, this was your choice. Oh, yeah. yeah. So maybe we should let her tell us her thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for putting me on the spot. If you're on, awesome, I'll, rem I'll remember this when you come and visit. It'll be okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've already got a marriage proposal. So. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I watched it in both the dub and the sub. Bravo. And I have to say that uh, the dub reminded me why I don't watch the dubs <laughs> anymore. Um Episode three of season one, I wanted to smack Pie just because I couldn't stand her voice. <laughs> yeah, and that is an understandable reaction. You, you know, and you know it's bad when you're like, I don't want the hero to win. Just, just have her stop talking and we'll be fine. And, and because it was a, a streamlined dub, it's worth noting that the English voice for Pie was Rebecca Forstad, who played Lin Min May in Robotech. So if you... So she went from really, really good to <laughs> I want you to die. It's, yeah, so she... Uh, yeah, so as much as I, I love Rebecca, she's a very sweet woman. Her There's some characters that her voice does not belong with, and there you go. Mm -hmm. um, and then Eddie, Eddie Frierson, uh, he was Yakimo in the Streamline dub, and he was uh, Lynn Kyle from Robotech, as well as Ken... <laughs> From Street Fighter Two movie that we watched for the last episode, so it's the same the same voice actor there for the English dub. Was Yakimo? Yakimo, yeah, he was Yakimo. Hold on, Yakimo is Ken. Yakimo is Ken. Yakimo is Ken. Yeah. Let that sink in for a bit. I wish you had never told me that. <laughs> I wish you had never told me that. 
Jacobo <laughs> did not throw a single short you can in the show at all. <laughs> uh, you, you could have said he was in Bison. Nobody would have checked you. Why You're, did you do yeah. that to me? I, no, I, no, no, no. This is back age. Everyone to. will check every single thing you say, even when we're wrong or even when we're right. Had to, check yeah. So, yeah, it's... I Obviously, originally, 1992, when this came out, 1991, when this was released over here, um... It was 92, actually. It's from my own intro. 92 when it came out. I actually talked to a friend of ours, Diego, who I and I asked him because I don't remember. He's like, dude, how the hell did we find three by three eyes? And he's like, well, you found it. And I said, oh, great. So it's my fault. <laughs> and he, uh, so apparently I'd found it at uh, the Suncoast Motion Picture Company up in Dayland Mall and uh, purchased the first, the first VHS and that therein lies everybody's pain here oh oh, oh, oh this is streamlined up that's is that the what we're going with we we've experienced pain i don't know have we have i all right if you if you watch it in the dub it's pain like you can't really focus <laughs> on the plot you can't i found myself having to rewind the dub because i lost track because every time pie spoke i kind of like blacked out and i didn't remember yeah any part of the episode <laughs> it was it was bad i, I okay Double no play. lie agree no lie i i love three by three eyes for a lot of reasons the dub is not one of them um but everything like i, I like the concept of the story i, I like the character designs except for which is what i was going to bring up earlier the elephant in the room what the fuck is up with yakimo's eyes <laughs> I, I, am so dumbfounded by this. Was he was, was Yuzo, being racist, or not? And why just Yakumo? Like, if you're gonna draw an Asian character and you decide, well, this is this this is what I'm doing, but then he's the only dude in all seven episodes that has this going on. Oh yeah, the ever smiling eyes. That's all it is. Is the ever yeah. smiling eyes. Look, he's a walking emoji. I get it, but <laughs> I, I just and, and when he's surprised, and, and then at first I so when I first saw this, I thought, okay, this is just a it's a creative choice. His eyes are always going to be like that. Okay, it's maybe it's just a, it's a creative thing. But then when he's like shocked, his eyes open, and I'm like, um, okay, what? is going on so i did not research this in in any i didn't i can't even imagine somebody asked the question but as a an american watching that even back then it was a little uncomfortable i'm like is he stereotyping his own people like i don't what is he doing it's oddly uncomfortable i remember um there was this whole, uh, it was kind of like a PSA. And the PSA was telling us, we used to see it on in some of the beginning of some of the episodes that we were watching. And it was talking about eye structure around anime, right? And it was talking about why did they draw them with big doughy eyes sure. as opposed to little slits. And they said that they figured that the little slits were considered to be, um, Sinister. So the smaller your eyes, the more evil you were. So Yakimo's the fucking devil. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, it's really weird because, I, uh, granted, I'm drawing a total blank on it, but there have been quite a few series where both good guys, bad guys, and people in between have, you know, just the eyes like that. And it's just, it's been that way. So it's, I think there's no rhyme or reason for it. It's just a creative choice. Yeah, no, and I, it's it's just such a startling one. I don't know from a from a consistency state. It's like a it's like an OCD trigger. I'm like, well, hold up. How are you drawing your eyes in this show? I don't know. It's just a thing for me. I it was it always confused me, and it still confuses me to this day. So we're we're gonna go ahead and talk about body parts now. That's that's the portion of the hour that we're on right now. Body parts. You have something to contribute. I have Brian, this is part. not a hentai episode. Get over it. No, no, it's not a hentai <laughs> episode. But I ran into the first nipples I did not want to see. 
I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, you mean the doll? Yes, the doll. yes, yes. he means the doll. Look, All right. Look, the that, one that look, you could totally that, tell, that, they, that. they drew it to the point where you knew it was a, a female. Oh, my yeah. God. Episode five. This thing, uh, the, the real doll from hell. Uh, <laughs> like, I was like, my first thought was, with that wooden camera toe is first splinters. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was, I was like, who was gonna say? Because <laughs> I wasn't. I'm not. Oh, I, we were. There was no way we were not gonna talk about this character. Look, look, it was so traumatic for me. I actually called Rick earlier this week and said, yeah. "Dude, yeah." <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I agree. Like, why? Again, creatively, Yuzo, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> what are you doing, man? They look so... The word I could only think about is angry. The, okay. the, the... But <laughs> there weren't... Like, what were they? Were they flesh? Were those... Those, those were... In, as far as anime, animation is concerned, those were fleshy nipples on wood titties. That was weird. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't bring this up. <laughs> oh, I no, no. When she that the, <laughs> the end of that episode, probably the creepiest episode in my opinion. When all these dolls are doing the evil doll thing, uh, and and we're talking about this show is filled with weird, but that one was, cre was creepy. Creep me out. I needed to set her room on fire with all those dolls. <laughs> She woke up from the dream and all these dolls. I was like, no, you need to set your room on fire. Yes, I don't know. Bye. Why. Nope. <laughs> Just live in a tent. Just no. Oh my gosh. So, can, oh. I, all right. I got to. So the way they drew it was they gave her hips. Yep. And then the hips had like little where, where the ball sockets would be like, yeah. she was like a GI Joe. Absolutely. Had a little, had a ball yeah, sockets. Yeah, full range of posability on that action figure. And then they went down. <laughs> curved in and then concave up. I was like, uh Yeah. Why, I don't... why did why would, why did they do that choice? Why did they they gave it a thigh gap and then the uh, it was no. The animators are probably like, let's see if we can get away with this without censorship. Right? No, I I and obviously they did. It's it's like it was an attempt to to make you as uncomfortable as possible because the dolls weren't uncomfortable enough as it was we had to have the doll at the top of the tree in her full dress being like you know and, and then stripping because of course of course uh, it, yeah and but then all right so hey, some people are into that like brian <laughs> no 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 mm. i'm telling you now no, no. <laughs> I stared at it. The first thing I said, the first nipples I did not want to see. Oh, and, man. And, and you're so right. Fleshy nipples on wood. Who does that? I don't know. It, it was, I, it's, if Yuzo was going for unsettling, nailed it. It was, that yeah. whole episode was. Very unsettling. Yeah. I think probably, and I know that it's weird to jump ahead like this, but I think that's probably also one of my favorite episodes. Because also at the same time as being as horrifying as it was, we finally got to see Yakumo be a badass. Yes. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, finally, motherfucker. Because the other Wu, what was his name? Benares? Benamalas? Yeah. Benar? Dude, he was he was awesome. He was like Akuma. And and I'm over here like, come on, Yakumo. That Wu's got everything. What are you doing? <laughs> you gotta some, bring something. No. Nope, just heart. That's all he had. The whole first four and, episodes. And blood. <laughs> and, and lots blood. and lots <laughs> of blood. Which is why they can't make that's why they can't make this a a a live action movie. Three by three eyes. Because first of all, who's gonna get be the wood doll? <laughs> you know, they're probably gonna get computer Tittle generated. Swanson. They're probably gonna get the the girl who played the ancient one in Doctor Strange, Tilda Swanson. They'll probably get her. <laughs> <laughs> man yeah so this what this show you, you start you started it off right when you said this show started off with weird and it just went from there yeah the first mm -hmm. the first job you see yakumo have is a cross dresser dude 
Yes. There, there is no explanation for why he chose this profession. <laughs> and There's and none. that and that is that is absolutely I can I can well I can't say a hundred percent but I feel like it probably was my first exposure to uh, transvestite or cross dressing in any format because I had never seen like Tootsie or anything like that it, so it, this might have been the first time that's what I was talking about before in one of our previous episodes how, how Japanese anime wasn't afraid to introduce their audiences to everything and i feel like we grew up being far more accepting of things because of it right like mm -hmm. in this one you had cross-dressing you've had gay characters introduced and things like bubblegum crisis and macross 2 and shut and um intersex relations interracial relationships all of that stuff came in anime to us before i ever saw that shit on nbc right and i but now they did it they did it slick in, in three by three eyes they said well, she is from Tibet, and he's from Jap Japan. And we would think, here in America, hey, what's the problem? There's a problem! <laughs> There's a problem! <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I respect the hell out of anime for taking risks. And this came out at a time. In 1992, when, when this came out, uh, anime was still doing its let's get the most hardcore shit we possibly can and release it and uh most of the studios were going down that dark occult path like we had like wicked city demon city came out you know like everybody was they were pulling in the occult stuff uh pretty hard so this landed right around that time when the i don't, I don't want to call it the occult craze but there was a whole lot of that going on and and it was great it was so cool because it's like I don't know, being exposed to the mythologies of another culture has always been fascinating to me. But to really, this was my first introduction to the fact that the Japanese have more ways to kill you in their, <laughs> their mythology than any other culture. <laughs> I think it was after this I found out they even have a toilet demon. Like, they have a monster for everything you could possibly imagine. <laughs> and those monsters <laughs> have monsters. Dude, yeah, it's crazy. The, I mean, what, uh, Takuhi? Like, in the first episode, Takuhi, like, just decimates Yakumo. Oh, yeah. Wow. Jaw dropped. Like, first of all, what the fuck is this monstrous-faced bird? And... No, human-faced monstrous bird. That's, that's <laughs> right. better. <laughs> Clear it up. <laughs> but then also in the second episode with, um... Natsuko and the, the the frog demon guy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That frog demon fucked me up. <laughs> it's not. How oh, that girl is still alive is a big Right? Like, like tentacles all up under her skin and blood's like spurting out of her like she was in a trauma movie. Like it was. She it was, lost like dude. 90 gallons of blood and then, you know, once I excised the demon, she was okay. She had like tentacles coming out of her feet. Her like, feet yeah, like, all up under it. this. Dude, <laughs> that episode creeped me the hell out because all up, the tentacles are all under the skin and shit. This was before the mummy and the scarab thing. This was. No, it messed me up. So, you know, can, we, can I talk about my number one, my, my pet peeve about it? No. Please whatsoever. do. I, I'm dying to hear it. It takes so long. You remember how, you remember how we were talking about in Street Fighter? How. They were just wasting time doing shit. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. The end battle of, of, of episode three, when they're in the temple, and she's on the oh, statue man. looking at Kyan Wayne, who we never see. He never comes <laughs> back. Kyan Wayne never comes back. Right. She turns around, and she is looking at a home dude for like 15 minutes. With Yakumo, once again, running, trying to come and protect her. Those two looking, just for the episode to end, and you're like, okay, we're gonna come back and see what happens. No, they're a completely different episode. <laughs> completely different. I mean, admittedly, narratively, they, I don't wanna say they shit the bed, but narratively, they, uh, they drop the ball. It's not so much shitting the bed as drop the ball. Like, but there were three eyes. They should have saw the ball. <laughs> I 
I think I think it probably had to do more with the fact that this was two completely separate series. Right? Yeah, you know, the first the first four parts were one thing and then the, the second three parts were a whole other thing. So and it feels like they kind of just said, well, let's do our because even the animation style changed, right? Like Pi looked very different in the sequel episodes than she okay, did. Okay, so one. I, I wasn't losing my mind. I was like, didn't she no. have brown hair? Why she Right, like she changed visually. They changed a few things. Um, so I it's it could just be that narratively they didn't have time to flesh things out and their show ended and then the next one's like well we're gonna pick this up right where it left off as best we can how about we jump ahead like a year or two or however long it was yeah yeah it was four years four years yeah so we're gonna pick this right up and keep moving let's jump ahead four years like hey but that's what they did so i think that that hurt the show narratively Uh, you guys argue the point if you like oh no that probably what it is, right? Like I, I, feel I don't, like... I don't think I'm gonna argue many points against. <laughs> <laughs> it happened there. It happened narratively. Sure. Sure. Yeah, come on. I kind of wish that four-year jump would have happened season one, episode two. <laughs> like it would have been nice to, just because you spent so much time. Watching Yakimo like just try and figure out who the hell he is, and that's I mean like what's the I, I wrote the note uh, Yakimo reluctant hero or shitty ass woo? You tell me, because the first four episodes is a terrible woo. Like, he was borderline useless. Now you're using the word woo. Well, what's, I mean he was cannon fodder. So, I mean... He's a meat shield. Um, so the <laughs> woo. So when Yakimo dies in the very first episode, thanks to uh, Takuhi's over eager hug. Um, Pi absorbs his soul and and gives him the sign of the Wu, that little ten symbol on his head, and uh, and that means he is now undead and his soul is tied to the character Pi or the Sanjian, which is something I want to talk about in a minute. Uh, um, so he's undead, hence the massive amounts of blood loss and healing stuff. But he's really bad at being an undead warrior, especially when you've got to compare him to somebody like Benares, who is Cayenne Wang's undead warrior. That dude snaps a finger and things just go... Seriously. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. I go with... He, he sucks at the boot. Because, look, anytime something happened to Pi, he wasn't there. <laughs> Some bodyguard, right? He wasn't there, and he started winding up, and every fucking time he had to run to her, drive to her, get, run downstairs. Dude, you guys were in the temple at the same time. Y'all yeah. leave to go up to a helicopter, and then you realize she's not there. <laughs> and it, so, but, but she, he is running back. Like, exactly how long, when did you lose her? And why didn't you realize so long ago that she wasn't there? Not to mention the fact that it's been established pretty early on that their souls are tied. Meaning, if she dies, he dies. So his whole purpose for living should be to be her meat shield. And, and yeah, he really just never quite grabs onto that. And considering that he falls in love with Pi, hard fast for some reason especially if you're watching the english dub um he's still you're like uh, okay uh <laughs> yeah really bad meat shield I, I don't know i don't know what the deal is there but you know he does he does eventually become pretty cool like he gets some pretty dope skills on that but i did find out i i was digging around doing research for this episode and i did find out something about benaris the woo um is that apparently he was a dragon of some kind before becoming a woo. So he was like this mega powerful life form. And then he became a woo and he was able to change his body into a human form. Hence the red eyes and shit, I guess. So he's a dragon woo. Right. So he was another creature entirely, which kind of like gives into this narrative of the stronger the life form, the more powerful the woo, you know? But boy, wouldn't it have been great if they put that in this series? Wouldn't it have been great if we knew that? Like, you mean it'd be great if they were to continue the series or relaunch it? Yes. 
It just it would have been a useful tidbit, is all I'm saying. Because Benares versus Yakimo was like Pee Wee League football versus terrible Terry Tate. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah, not... it was... <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out. Like, I don't... And and like I really don't, I don't really know the whole purpose of that final fight. You talking about episode seven, right? End of the series episode entirely. Seven. So, um, Lynette and I watched it in both languages. And in the English language, they write it that Benares is saying, screw you, Cayenne Wang, I'm going to run the show. But I don't feel like they really established that narrative in the Japanese one. The Japanese one, he's very faithful to Cayenne Wang and is working towards bringing him back. Yes, that's what I got too. Yeah, they kind of decided to shift things around a little. And I feel like they made a lot of scriptural changes to the English dub, mostly to create closure. Like they knew we're not getting another season. We got to like finish this up. Uh, so, so that goes into a conversation of translation versus localization. Let's have that conversation because I feel like if any show is worthy of this, it, it's it's going to be this one. Why does McDonald have an Australian accent? Oh my God! Why does McDonald have an Australian accent? <laughs> one thing i couldn't get i was like why and it's and and oh man uh whoever did the voice acting good on you for being so brave so brave but man why did they give him an australian i was like oh okay oh man that was so rough i appreciate it so let me backtrack a little when we first watched this in 1992 we had volume one volume two and volume three and it took me months, maybe even years, to find volume four. So we never had any kind of conclusion to this. Much with many anime from that era, you were lucky if you ever finished it. Uh, and there are many that I still probably haven't. But this one was one that it took us a while to get to episode four. And then we thought we were done. We're like, okay, well, that was kind of a weird epilogue. Pies blew it's up. Surprise! Whatever. Um, and then it's like during COVID, I found out there were three more. And I'm like, how the fuck did that fall under my radar? There's three more of these? So immediately I went through the trouble of obtaining you them. Really, I, I, you really got to tell them exactly. Say that again. We first saw this in 1992. Yes. Say by 1994, 95. We finished we had it. it. We had finished we yeah. the, fir- the first four. Yeah. Because we, it, it had taken a long time to find that fourth episode. Man, I'd been to every anime shop up and down, you know, and, the Florida seaboard. Late, ladies and gentlemen, for the people in the back, the man said he didn't realize there were three more episodes until COVID. <laughs> <laughs> that means we had a black president. <laughs> we, we had like three wars. Uh, yeah, yeah, a couple of wars. You know, nine eleven happened. I yeah, mean, so much shit happened, and then he found out. Then yeah, he means he had the uh, he had Google. He could have <laughs> asked Jeeves, "Is there more than three by three eyes?" No, 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 no. He found out in COVID. He, so, did he pull out an Ask Jeeves? <laughs> he did. He must have asked Jeeves. He did. I, I think, I think if anything, this admission of mine speaks to the series obviously as much as i did enjoy it it didn't have some kind of indelible effect on me like it's not no. something that i revere and revisit like i do say street fighter or, or super dimension fortress macross this is something that i found entertaining but i never i never felt like i needed to revisit that world no why and i still feel that way no no i know why why I hated it then, and I was reminded how much I hate it now. <laughs> but Brian, how do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It was... I, I imagine there was a part of me that when we were watching this, and I may have been too quiet, but I imagine I was looking at you two and saying, what the fuck did we do here? <laughs> Brian, that's your opinion. You're not to be wrong, huh? I don't. Did you? So, Vic, are you saying that you 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 still like the you like it and and whatnot? 
I'm mixed on it. Unlike some of you guys, I, I had to rewatch it because I don't. I remember I saw it with you guys in the '90s. Sure. Right. But at the time, I honestly had I could not remember a single moment. All I remembered was you know the actual artwork for the cover for one of the VHS. Wait, he's, what you're saying is he didn't remember it. I'm saying he blocked it out. <laughs> yeah, because That's here's what I'm the story wise, I think the story I, I actually like the overall story. Right. But the animation and the pacing is definitely an element of its time. And it's like episode one could have been sprawled out to a two hour movie and it probably would have made more sense. It's like within that twenty seven minute timeline, they shoved in so much information and you know, you know, they're in Japan and then seconds later they're in Hong Kong and it's like you know, this is a kid in high school working in a cross-dressing bar and he, you know, complaining about money and the next thing, you know, he's got the money to fly him and Pi to, to China. It's like... To China, yeah. yeah. Just, Let's talk about that. How much <laughs> information just missing? Exactly. How did he get the money? How, right. how much work did he did? He, yeah. <laughs> what kind of work did he do? <laughs> so, yeah, and I mean, maybe that's... Like, like I said in my intro, right? This is five volumes of the manga brought into these seven episodes. Now, anybody who's ever read a manga knows those babies about half an inch thick usually. It's a lot of content. So five of those, and they tried, you know, they squeezed it into these smaller half hour. I mean, the last three were, what, 45, 50 minute episodes. So, you know, yeah. it's roughly Was it two, the same. Three, four, about five hours worth. Right. So that's a lot. That's a lot of content to try and squeeze into uh, the time frame given. But I mean, it's it's not that the world. I, I I support your your comment on this, Vic. It's not that the world wasn't interesting. I felt like yeah, the yeah. concept of the occult and the and the three eyed Sanjian characters, like all of that, was was an interesting concept. But yeah, I don't I don't feel like they stuck the landing on this one so much. I feel like they got lost. Like you're you're watching Pi. Be- trying to become a person yeah, they, they try to cherry pick the best stuff that they yeah. want and it just doesn't cohesively go together it feels like they were walking around with their eyes closed <laughs> or just one eye open so <clears throat> and digging uh into research for the episode and this might come as no surprise to anybody uh a lot of this is inspired by uh, hindu mythology right right so the character of kyan wang has an alternate an alternate personality called shiva very famous uh, Hindu mythology character, and and uh, the Sanjian character has a name. Uh, it's worth noting that in the English dub, it's not the same name because reasons. Um, so in the English dub, they called her Pearl, <laughs> and you don't find that out until the last episode. Um, and, and it's the same for the Japanese one, but in the Japanese one, she has a a name of a Hindu god. Parvati the Fourth, which is a mm-hmm. uh, a character from Hindu mythology as well. So clearly they were leaning into that. I feel like God, it's I really wish that I would have been able to spend more time unboxing that because there's a lot of really great stories that lean into mythologies and religions and stuff as, as storylines. And man, it really could have been this great thing. And I what I found interesting, some of the stuff that would have been really cool to to play with here was. The multiple personality, right? The the schizophrenia of it all. Uh, Parvati, the fourth, and Pi, and and Shiva and Kyan Wang, right? Because like Kyan Wang was the third eye character, the evil version, and then Shiva was the nice form, his his Pi, as it were. And Shiva and Parvati were supposed to be married, which boy, there was a fun plot twist this whole time. You're like, oh, he's trying to kill his bride. Cool. <laughs> Make the sandwich next time. I don't know. So, <laughs> so the good version of the villain was in love with the bitchy version of the heroine. Because let's be honest, Parati, the Sanjian, she's kind of a bitch this whole series. He really didn't care. That was... Like, yeah, no fucks given. It was like, how do you feel? Yeah. I don't care. It's like, they live, they die, who cares? It's not on her. I got better things to do. She doesn't grow as a character at all. And then at the very end, the very last scene, suddenly she's got this, like, 
little twist in her personality. Whimsical. Right. I'm like, bitch, no. You can't be nice. No, you don't get to be, be nice. Yeah, you don't get to be nice. Yeah, no, they need to build that up in a whole other 12-episode series. So, all right, I just want to make sure. At the end, they split bodies, right? Very good. This is uh, this brings up a few points, Brian. Thank you. Uh, one, this plot was convoluted as fuck. Okay, so I wasn't the only one confused. It's more convoluted because of the dub. Like, they were trying to clear this up in the dub and trying to uh, dumb it down for us idiotic you know, Westerners. Um, but I almost feel like it made it worse. So, in the Japanese release, there's a third character in the personality mm -hmm. situation of Pi. Snake! Yeah, when you start episode five, you meet Pi in the English dub. In the Japanese dub, that character is Pabo. Mm -hmm. Pabo is a completely other personality. And... What she is, is the demon who possessed her, right? And you don't find that out until fucking episode seven. Yeah, till the very end. Yeah, till the very end. So, Hoashio is the snake mm -hmm. demon that Benaris, the Wu, says, you need to take over this body and wipe her mind or whatever. And put her power into the temple. And there you go. All that other stuff. Right, so then, so then the snake like does the thing, and then the personalities all get kind of merged, but they are all amnesiatic as well. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm talking about. This shit gets a little confusing. So, the first two episodes of the second season, or episodes five and six, uh, Pabo is the snake demon with amnesia, with the diamond head. With the diamond, that's the head. only way I could figure it out. Right, she's just got the diamond head. Right, so then when Pi awakens in that second or third episode and she's batshit crazy, or the Sanjian awakens, she's batshit crazy, it's because she has amnesia too. She doesn't know who she is. She's just crazy. Which wasn't really a hard turn for her character. So then you don't really get to see Pi like at all in the second season. Because there's just the snake merged Pi named Pabo and Parvati or Sanjian. You see Pi like in the epilogue, right? Yeah, but when... do you? Because the way the way I interpreted this, but we're spending a lot of time on this folks, I'm sorry. The way I interpreted this was they uh Pop uh Huasho, the snake gave up its life to mm -hmm. save Pi for Yakumo because the snake fell in love with Yakumo. Yes. Yeah, because the snake cried when it died. The snake cried when it died. Did the snake kill Biwu? The snake did not. No, that was the Awoken... Or am I wrong? See, does it matter? Does it matter? The fact that we have to think about this is really frustrating here. Mm -hmm. So basically we're saying that Biwu could possibly still be alive. Oh, no, Biwu's straight up still. I mean, it, I would imagine the manga ain't going to kill a, a villain as awesome as Benares was. And, no, I think Benares is just down for a minute. Yeah. So Benares is down for a minute. Kai and Wang yeah. still ain't coming back. Yakumo is still a woo. Yakumo yeah. is still a woo. Yakumo's still a woo. But, but by the very end, Hoasho, the snake demon, gets a pie body. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Snake Demon. You get a pie body. And Sanjian is still a pie, I think. And she dips on her floating crab. So Yakumo is not going to be with pie. Yakumo is going to be with the snake. Right. That's... Yes, and that's that's what I got. That's yeah. what I got out of it, too. Like, So that's it? Like He's like, well, I guess I'm done with the three-eyed bitch. I'm going to go after the Snake Demon. Yeah, because that's because because Bravardi ends it with your pie is in Tokyo. Right. Yeah, as if to say this ain't the pie; it's your pie, and I put her in Tokyo. Like I gave her a body, <laughs> and I put her right. in Tokyo back with her possessed family. No, no dolls this time. You're good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it ended, and I'm like, is the snake dead? Oh, basically. Did they become a human? Episode five is when he finds her and... It's not her. Ridiculously, ridiculously how he 
to the first. Okay. Yes. He's, he's looking like a homeless guy <laughs> in a magazine. <laughs> and oh my God, there's somebody who looks like Pie. Because by this time, she has black hair now, not the brown hair. Right. And she's a model. Yeah, uh, an underage model in a in a, a, sl- a smut rag. So yeah, that's and that's uh, just uh, piles on the criticisms here. Now uh, in the English version that you watched, Brian, they tried to clear up that confusion. So I, I give them a little bit of credit here. The, the English version ends with the Sanjian and Pi separating. Pi is now human and growing up with her Japanese death doll family, and the Sanjian's leaving. She's out. But he's still a woo, which sucks for him. But he does get to have human Pi. So Pi's journey ends in the streamlined dub. And it's the only dub where she gets a happy ending. <laughs> the sacrifice is the snake had no personality at all and was just a a foil. It was just a diamond. That's all it was. Right. So then the tear from the snake was totally pointless at the end of that particular version of the story. So like the subversion. Yeah. It was good. It explained. So 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 basically they they I felt like they pulled in so many different things into <laughs> this one. Or or I could see how other people did. It's like I felt like the diamond was from Raven and uh <laughs> uh Ants. I felt like the whole Pie kiss uh, uh Yakimo kissing pie saw that episode in Trek. I mean, <laughs> it was... Uh. Honestly, the series just doesn't do a great job explaining the rules of its world. Which is, which is, which is phenomenal because they spend so much fucking time talking. <laughs> and I, I really wish that they did. I feel like, like they had an opportunity here to really make a franchise out of this. They could have. And so when I originally watched this in the 90s, I thought it was me. Right. When I watched this, I thought, okay, well, I clearly just don't understand the lore or the mythology or whatever it is they're basing this off of. Clearly, these concepts of Wu and and Sanjian and stuff must be tied to some known storytelling thing that happens over there in the East. Obviously, it didn't. But I was an ignorant young teenager. So what the hell did I know? Apparently, we're ignorant adults. We still fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> it really was just, a, and it's a shame because again, I there are things about this that I genuinely loved. Name three. I hope for a reboot. A reboot would be fun. They can do a reboot of it. Yeah, with proper pacing. Uh, I loved the concept of a woo, the undead flesh, you know, flesh shield. I thought that was tight. That was a really neat thing. I think that Pi is a shitty judge of what needs to be a woo. I'd have picked some dragon thing like whatever the hell Cayenne Wang got. She, I would have had a woo with me. She could have used, used Takayumi. She, right? Yeah. Now, here's now questions about the woo thing that came up. Again, this is all world, but she, why couldn't she have made Takuhi her woo? That would have been a tight woo. And can a Sanjian become a woo? Because hmm. if there was a whole war and you had a fuck ton of three-eyed motherfuckers dying... Seems like it might have been a good opportunity to steal one of their souls and have a three-eyed woo. Yeah. So, Very good questions. I'm pretty sure I probably answered in the manga that we'll never read. <laughs> probably not. Because I don't think I have the strength for it. So, you know how you watch Naruto, right? And the entire time you watch Naruto, you're expecting, you're, you're waiting for Madara to show up. Right? When Madara finally shows up, then you're supposed 56 episodes of filler in a row? Oh, yeah, yeah. But you know, oh, shit, if Madara ever shows up, it's about to be on. It's about to be on. Guess what? Madara finally shows up, and you realize he lives up to the damn hot Sure. Right? You wait for these things to happen, and they, they talk about how bad this guy is, or how, how feared, or how evil, or how much how powerful this person is mm-hmm. but they at least give you a chance to see it. none of that happened in three by three hours right your biggest your, so your biggest negative here is that Kyan wang was never an actual threat right we don't know how he was going to be resurrected because guess what the three-headed statue don't see that again 
Yeah. The pot is only used one time. Yeah, the, the Ningen Nozo, the three demon statue is supposed to make her human, basically useless by the end of the first season. Yeah. And then the the tea kettle from hell uh, just was just used to get them to the negaverse. I don't know wherever it was they went. I'm gonna call it the 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 upside oh, down. Infinite losers. <laughs> they went to the upside down. <laughs> yeah, you know you're right. The artifacts, the whole hunt, the whole Indiana Jones of it all is that we have to go find this artifact and we have to go to Tibet and we have to do like all, none of that really mattered or in the end. Like like seriously. We, you were asking why was home dude Australian? What was his fucking point? <laughs> you are right. Short of bleeding on the teapot, what was the point of Kevin McDonald? Like he 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 cut himself. He drained a lot of blood. Like on half that. a gallon, half a gallon of blood on that thing. Like he he wanted to make sure that shit turned on. <laughs> <laughs> and he was still doing jumping jacks by the end of it too. Right? So. Yeah. As. And and then you know at the end of it they show him with like his jeweled belt like talking like showing up to the monk to taunt like he got his do like nobody fucking cares nobody cares that Kevin McDonald got paid nobody nobody cares we're, to, we're still trying to figure out what happened to Pi right like, yeah we what was the snake about like what nobody cares that Kevin McDonald got money no like, why like, is he in this so first Yakumo's like I know. Uh, I'm going to protect you. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Right? Yep. And he runs up there, gets his ass whooped, gets sitting right back down. Next thing you know, <laughs> somebody's tapping pie on the shoulder. It's Kevin, who doesn't have any more bullets, but pulls out a little, the, the, the littlest gun. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls out the noisy cricket. <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 not the little, the, the, the little bird from Men in Black. Not no, that no. No, no. The most little gun with one bullet. And he runs up. And mind <laughs> you, he's not a woo. Not a woo. Just an annoying Australian character in the English dub. And he gets waylaid. Oh, yeah. Just to have, just to have the little kid. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't we didn't even talk little... about her this whole episode. I was waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> Come to find out that little kid is the big bitch. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Did y'all know that? Ginger Goro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> did did y'all see what she transformed down? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I fell asleep. No, 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 no. They don't show, they don't show uh, Goro, like, transform into the girl. They just show, she just shows up and you look at her and you go, well, obviously this is the big forearm demon because... Is a redheaded elf. Yep, and then it springs up. No, yeah, they comes. didn't. They didn't hide that in in any way, and I don't think they were trying to. But the part that I couldn't get with Yakumo is he's climbing a building, and he's like, "I have no superpowers. I can't do anything." And then he falls backwards and pulls a Van Dam against the wall, like right? <laughs> holding his entire body. He manages to keep save himself hanging upside down with a split. And what happened to his shoes yeah, at that time? Right? He pulls a Bruce Willis and he's over here, you know, climbing through buildings, you know, barefoot. Not a Bruce Willis. He put a Ryu. He put a Ryu. He's tapping in. <laughs> Although I will say, I, I really liked his his ability. I don't know where I wish I wish there would have been an episode or two to explain where he found it. But the ability to summon the 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 toe chow, the the crab demon that thing does not work ever. And <laughs> <laughs> a big ball of light to blow the guy's head off and he i'm like does. why didn't you use that in the beginning right you've been used you've been calling that little crab to fight your fights for you and, <laughs> and you could have just gone <laughs> that crab i've been pissed by this time like i was like Fuck. it's the first it's the first summoning jutsu i've ever seen in my life and this sucks do you know what that is? <laughs> this is what that is. This is Yakumo reached level three in his RPG and he found his first spell. And so <laughs> he's spamming his one and only spell. It's the only one he's got. He, he hasn't gotten to Benares level 60 level. No, he's, he's level three. He's got his first spell. He's just going to spam that shit because that's all he's got. <laughs> Let me ask another uh, uh, thing that would have been cool. So his bracer that he gets in episode three, yeah. right? Yeah. Episode five? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> Does it matter? 
Yes. <laughs> I can't count. I, I, I lost a little less. The bracers that he has, right? Mm-hmm. What do they do? Uh, Other they... than just... They didn't protect his arm not one time. Well, they they did actually. They they stopped the the wooden naked lady from kicking him one time. One time. I think it stopped a sword or a little pointy yeah. sharp object. Yeah, when he was fighting that uh, Wang Chung looking motherfucker, I think he he blocked a few attacks. I forgot his name because he didn't matter because he was another character just showed up and we were supposed to be threatened by him. I don't know. Right. Yeah, this story had a lot of potential and a lot of misfires, truly. Oh, misfires. And still, there was, I mean, like I said, a lot of interesting things as a concept. It was very cool. I, I liked Mei Shin, the, the bobcut girl from the first season. Like, she almost got gutted by, by the, the demon in episode three. Like, she was, she was a sweet character. I thought she deserved some happiness. And then she got her shadow taken over by a monster and shit in episode four. And I'm like, this poor girl, she didn't get a break. Nope. But that's all of Yakumo's friends, right? Natsuko with the tentacles under her skin and bleeding more than any human should ever bleed. And then Mei Shin, like, straight up getting to get gutted. And then she, it, like, nobody gets any, they, all his friends are fucked. Never be Yakumo's friend. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. So I, we got to wind down. We've bitched about this for almost an hour, and I feel like we we really need to try and wind this down. So I'll wind it. I'll wind down with this with a question for everyone, and I'll start with you, Vic, because you haven't had a lot of screen time in this episode. What was your scariest monster? I already know Brian's answer. Okay, so because you know some of us have real jobs and have to work, and things happen. I didn't get to finish rewatching, and it's been so long since the original watching that I barely remembered any of it. Yeah. So I'm literally only about how about at the halfway point. Okay. So it would have to be the weird, creepy eye thing from episode two. The frog dude. Yeah. That's what I call it. The whole tentacle thing and everything. Sure. Uh, it was like, I'm, Ugh. Yeah, I'm a piggyback yeah. on that. That that demon still scares the shit out of me because I, I don't know something about under the skin and all that air. That's just nasty. Lynette, I'm going to save Brian for last. Lynette, who's your scariest monster? I have a thing about dolls. So that whole episode <laughs> just creeped me out. I I just, whole thing. I was like, okay, get through it, get through it. But I said, yeah. like, the doll lady, the real doll killer. The real doll. <laughs> the real doll real killer. Doll <laughs> all right, Brian, who's your scariest monster? Wooden camel toe, bitch. <laughs> now so you know rough. Brian thought that up like last week, and he's just been holding on to it, holding on to it for this very moment. No, no, no. I look, look, look. I I called Rick. <laughs> I called Rick as soon as I started watching because again, I'm the one that loves hentai. So yeah. I'm like, oh my god. She said, no potential of nipple, and the first nipple we see is the one nipple I don't ever ever want to see again. And as we sit here and think about it, how do you get the fleshy part on the wood? <laughs> I agree. I don't know. Lots and lots of soft glue. It's not. It's, it's, it's not like it's. It, it feels like it's. It's flush. It doesn't feel like it's sitting on top of it. Oh, wait, how do you know what it feels like? I mean, it seems like it's. From looking at it, there's no there's no texture. Of, yeah, there's no. It's it, not like it's stuck on with super glue or something. Right. Or rain. How? So, all right. This this begs the final question we ask of every one of these re, we, when uh, we revisit them. Did it age well? Did it age well, Brian? Come on. Did it age well? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. Give me my Indian. I like my Indiana Jones with a whip and a fedora. I don't <laughs> like what we just got. <laughs> so, so it's a solid maybe. Got it. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lynette, Lynette, uh, was this the first time you'd ever seen Three by Three Eyes? Yes. Mm-hmm. I have to say that uh, I was tricked by the cover art. I thought right? it was going to be a little bit different because I told you, I was like, picked it just by how cool it looked. And I was like, oh, I'm excited. And then I was like, now I know why it was from the 90s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was enjoyable. This, this, is, this is telling is that 
when I found out about the next three episodes, after how many years of not knowing they existed during COVID, sat down to watch it, and my old ass fell asleep the first time I tried to watch them. Oh, thank you. So that, that explain. I mean, that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you if, it, after 20 said, plus could've... years, it wasn't compelling enough for me to stay awake. Me too. <laughs> Dude, that's why I didn't realize that little child girl. Yeah. I fell asleep. Because you just were, yeah. No, I, I hear you. It's like, It was not for me either. And I, I wanted to like this. I really did. Really, I was excited to come back to it, but yeah, I was not. Then the part where Yakimo is talking to uh, Kevin, right? Yeah, and and he's talking about maybe I don't want her to get her memory back and stuff like that, and and right. he's still talking to her, right? Mm. I fell asleep then. Did not <laughs> stop the video or nothing. I fell asleep. Yeah, and when I woke up. He was still talking, and I was like, "Man, fuck you!" <laughs> I'm like, what you don't realize is that your wife actually paused it right after you went to sleep, and then unpaused it right before you woke up. And then unpaused it and kicked him. He's on my side, dude. You will never turn angel against me. You're on my side. <laughs> so, so Vic, you're gonna close us out with this. What, uh, what are your final thoughts on this? Did it age well? Okay, so animation-wise, pacing-wise, it did not, unfortunately. The story has so much potential and it definitely is in need of a reboot to flesh to properly flesh out the story. It was just like I mentioned, the first episode was like two hours worth of story shoved into 30 minutes and it, the pacing was just off. Some some parts dragged on way too long than they needed to be. Other parts were just super, super fast. Animation quality was hit and miss like environmental destruction was like animated beautifully. People, sure. not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Like in episode two, when the bridge collapsed, it's like that was fluidly animated. Oh, yeah. But then someone's running or someone's talking or, you know, no, the an people animation was just mediocre at best. And, you know, it's it's definitely a product of the late 80s, early 90s, but it, it, it had so much to give and it just dropped the ball. Yeah, couldn't couldn't deliver on the promise that the cover art gave us all. <laughs> Do you have a, a title for this episode? Uh, no, because none of our episodes have titles. They're just what we're talking about. So this is just three by three, three x three, three times three, three v three, whatever the fuck we're yeah, calling three it. Cross eyes. Three eyes. Right. It's just that, man. You want to give it a give it a title? Give it a subtitle. I'll, I'll put it in the description for you. Sub a subtitle. Sure. It's probably better to um, draw anime with your eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> Three by three eyes. Read the manga. Right. All right, folks. Well, you know, that's going to be our show for today. Vic, where do we go to get a hold of your Ningen Nozo? My Ningen Nozo is private. <laughs> I couldn't keep a straight face saying that either. Um, as always, unfortunately, why can't I never remember my freaking Twitter? So as always, it, uh, it's at Kaiju underscore <laughs> G-R-T-T-O, that's Kaiju, K-A-I-J-U, underscore G-E-E-K, G-R-T-T-O. I think this is yeah. time for you to change your Twitter handle is what I think it is. No, no, you know why? It's not, because it's Brian's turn. Brian, how do people send you pics of their Cayenne Wang? Brian likes a good Wang. You can send it to uh, Kaiju, K-I-A-I-J-U, <laughs> underscore Greek Grotto. And that is geek. That's G E E K G R O T T O. You bastard. <laughs> so as everyone knows, it's uh, where you send asking if Brian's actually watched Akira, which again, he hasn't finished it. So, as of this, but send it to him and not me. Yeah. You'll find his connections in the show notes. If you want to connect with me, yes, but you should give me your Cayenne Wang. Taiju underscore Greek So it's going to be offended about this. Hey, I'm lonely. In lieu of social media, Lynette has merged with a snake demon and his new being called Lenope. So until next time, everyone, keep calm. And in the name of Yakumo Fuji, summon Tochao. You've just been privy to the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd presented by Geek Grotto. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Geek Grotto. 
For show notes and corrections, or for general geeky fun, you can visit our website at geek-grotto.com. If you would like to sponsor the show, you can do so on the podcast's Red Circle host site, redcircle.com slash shows slash M-M-M-A-N. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, please like, follow, and subscribe.